Hey guys, Ben here with you for another episode of Theology for You. I'm pretty excited about this episode. Um, we've joked about uh, books and uh, how much I love books, and I have a lot of books. Not um, There could always be more. Uh, so excited about this episode, and thanks for joining us. We've made it three months now. We're on our first episode of the fourth month of Theology for You. We've got some exciting stuff coming up this month and some exciting stuff that will announce in October as well. So looking forward to that. Victoria will be back with us next week. Uh, we're going to uh, take a few episodes and talk about um, marriage and a little theology for your marriage. So a little teaser for our next episode. And you'll notice that this episode, since you're listening to it, uh, the title is Building and Meeting. Building and Meeting. What in the world is this guy talking about? Well, really just want to talk about two things today. Um, one is uh, why you need a, a, a theological library and how you should start uh, to build it. And then I want to, I want to introduce you to a uh, theologian. It's a series I hope we'll continue to do called Meet the Theologian and Theologians. And we'll talk about uh, uh, a theologian here in a few moments. So let's start off why you need to build a theological library. And if you'll remember, we've been defining theology as the studied practice of knowing God. So it takes uh, our, our mind, our mind affects our heart, our affections, our will. And uh, it's through that that we know God. We have a relationship with God. Our relationship with God deepens and it grows. So when we talk about building a theological library, the first reason you need to do it is to help to help you understand the Bible with the goal of knowing God more intimately and more deeply. Uh, so why? build a theological library, why you need to is first to help you understand uh, the Bible. I know you can get on shaky ground here because we'll say, uh, you know, you just need the Bible and the Holy Spirit to understand the Bible. And that's very true. But when we build our theological library, we're not building it just to have a bunch of books. We're building it so that we can uh, understand the Bible better so that we might know God uh, in a more intimate fashion and might have a deeper relationship with him. The second reason you should build a theological library is we we understand that the we understand that we understand the Bible on the shoulders of those who have come before us. In other words, um, if you come up with a new thought that 2,000 years worth of church history has not had, you've got an issue. Um, you're not fresh, you're not original, you're on dangerous ground, uh, either in theological error or outright heresy, which is awful. Um, so we understand the Bible on the shoulders of those who have come before us. So our theological library needs to be filled with uh, old books, um, uh, there's online resources you can use to to read the the church fathers like a, uh, like a John Chrysostom, and then you've got um, all these older writers that you can uh, read. You need a, like Augustine and Athanasius, and then keep moving in history. And you've got Calvin and Luther and 
uh, Zwingli and Melanchthon, all these theologians, and then present-day theologians who study the works of these old uh, theologians and study the Bible. So we build a theological library because we know that we understand the Bible on the shoulders of those who have come before us. They've done this work, and we join in that work. And another reason, and this is the last reason I'll give why you need to build a theological library, is honestly it makes us feel our smallness. Our theology, John Piper said, our theology is meant to flatten us. So when we, there's just something about reading theology and understanding the Bible that just makes us feel our smallness. And it helps us understand that others have interacted with these truths and they've thought through these truths before we have. It helps us read uh, our Bible in community. We're learning from others. Uh, the Christian life is not a uh, uh, a rogue life. It's not an individual life. We understand things in community. We understand them together. Um, so that's a reason to have a theological uh, library. Don't build your library so it looks good. You can buy lots of books that will look good on your shelves, but they're not going to be worth anything. So... So build a theological library, three reasons, to help you understand the Bible with the goal of knowing God more intimately and have a deeper relationship with him. We build a theological library because we understand that we study the Bible and we understand the Bible on the shoulders of those who have come before us. And then third, it makes us feel our smallness because others have interacted and thought through these issues before us. So that's the why. Just three reasons. We could give more, but I think those are three good reasons to start out with. Um, so that there you go. Uh, so where should you start uh, when you're building a theological uh, library? Well, I hope that you're in a church. You're committed to a church. You're a member of a local church. Uh, so the first place I would uh, recommend is ask your pastor. Ask your pastor what books you should be looking to get. Um, what books are uh, the most helpful? What books will uh, challenge you to study the Bible uh, more? What books will challenge you to know God uh, more intimately and have a deeper relationship and a deeper understanding of who he is? Uh, so ask, ask your pastor. Take advantage of uh, your pastor, and I mean that in the best way. They are there to help you. They're there to aid you. So ask your pastor when you start to build your theological library. Just, hey, Pastor so-and-so, um, I'm looking to study some theology. What books would you recommend? Or what book would you recommend I start with? Another thing you can do when you start looking for books is use online reviews. Uh, the, the internet's great. And the internet's wonderful at times and sometimes it can be a black hole especially when you get into facebook comments and blog comments especially in christian circles sometimes but use online reviews amazon has a lot westminster theological seminary has an online bookstore you can look through that as well so that's number one ask your pastor first and foremost and then use online uh, reviews the second thing i would say is look for books um theological books that are within your tradition and uh, your denomination uh, so i am 
Baptist. So if I wanted to look at a systematic theology, I would look at someone like a, a Wayne Grudem or a, a James Pettigrew Boyce, the founder of Southern Seminary. They both um, wrote systematic theologies. And a systematic theology simply looks at a theological topic such as sin and gives you a big overview of it from uh, the Bible. So systematic theology, it is a system, but that system is coming from the Bible. So look for theological books within your traditions. If you're Baptist, look for Baptist authors. If you're Presbyterian, look for Presbyterian authors. The reason I say that is not because I don't think you should read um, other people. I'm, I am Baptist, but I, I also read Presbyterians, and you're going to see that here in a little bit. But understand your tradition and what your denomination believes first, and then let's start interacting. I don't want you to uh, be awash in confusion by looking at a uh, Presbyterian author first if you're Baptist. Let's just put it that way. So, number one, ask your pastor. He's a wonderful resource. No, uh, then, like one A, use online reviews, and then number two, look for theological books within your tradition. And number three, be selective. There are a lot of books, a ton of books that are written, and um, I say this humbly: not all of them, even theological books, not all of the theological books that are being written nowadays are really worth reading. You can waste a lot of time reading bad books. Um, so when I say the best books, you know, and, and anybody can just sit down and, and write something. Let's be honest. But uh, what are people saying about the books? Um, uh, what does your pastor say about the book? Has your pastor ever heard of the book? So buy, buy the best books. Um, you know, uh, sometimes the best books are by the older guys. Uh, you know, we've got this idea sometimes that we have to buy the fresh book by the new guys. You know, a lot of times some of the best books are by um, older guys, even dead guys. So buy the best books. Be selective. Don't fill up your shelves with bad books. Buy the best books. And then number four, as you're looking to build your theological library and continue to build it, as you buy books and you start reading them look who the author that you're reading is quoting what authors does he quote especially if he quotes them in a positive fashion um look look for who the author is interacting with and that could be a um good indication that this is one of those best books you should get and have on your bookshelf of theological uh, books so that's there's just a few things where you can start, and I'd love to hear from you all if you've got uh, other suggestions. If you've started building a theological library, I have. Um, I'm continuing to build one, but a lot of mine was built because I had to, because I had to get it for school. So, just a few things here about your uh, building your theological library. So, let's meet a theologian. What theologian should you read and um, I hope we get to do uh, lots of these uh, but the first one we're going to talk about is Dr. John Frame and Dr. Frame is the professor of theology and philosophy at Reformed Theological Seminary in Orlando and this is one of those where I told you I am Baptist but I read Presbyterians he is a Presbyterian I don't uh, uh, agree with Dr. Frame on 
uh, everything, but I enjoy his um, his books. I enjoy his works, and um, so here's a few reasons why you should read him. Number one is he has an obvious passion uh, for theological knowledge to strengthen our relationship with God. So knowledge leads to action. Knowledge leads to uh, obedience, and he would even say obedience leads to uh, more knowledge. So as we're obedient to God, as our relationship with God grows, we get more knowledge, and then it's just a cycle. So our relationship with God continues to just deepen as we do that and you can see that as he as he writes if you ever listen to any of his lectures you can hear it in his voice he just has an obvious passion that our theological knowledge strengthen our relationship with god number two and this is going to sound weird because theology is all about god but he has such a godward focus he's so focused on god in his writings there's a lot of theologians that would say they're doing theology but it's really centered on man and what man does but dr frame really has a Godward focus, and uh, he he looks. Um, he has four books called the Lordship uh, a Lordship of Lordship Theology series, a Theology of Lordship. Excuse me, easy for me to say today. Um, but he looks as at God as as a Lord, that uh, um, and within his Lordship he has uh, control. He is over everything. He has authority. He has the right. To control everything and he is present he's present with his people as a lord so there's a, he has a definite and obvious godward focus in his writings and he has, uh, he is also a very clear thinker and writer um you'll never i have yet to read him and be confused by his writing style or how he is thinking through an issue he's just a very clear thinker and a very good writer um, so that would be number three. Another reason is he has the ability to break down tough subjects to make them understandable. He has a book that's called Salvation Belongs to the Lord. It's an introduction to systematic theology, and these are actually lectures that he taught at a church. Um, so he's he's teaching people um, that don't have a theological background uh, theology, and he does it in a great way. Um and he does it in a way that he can take these big, tough subjects and make them understandable. And another reason, this will be the last reason I'll give, is he will challenge you to think even when you don't agree with him. He'll challenge you to think even when you don't agree with him. Uh, he writes in such a way, and it is in such an engaging writer, and he looks at some things a little differently. That even if you don't end up agreeing with him, he's going to challenge you to even think through your own beliefs and your understanding of the Bible um, as you read him. And I, I think that's always a good thing. We should challenge one another uh, to sharpen our understanding of theology. And Dr. Frame uh, does a wonderful job of doing that. Uh, Dr. Frame was kind enough, and we'll post a link to this in the show notes on our uh, website, theologyforyou.com. Uh, Dr. Frame was kind enough to answer some questions for us. He, we sent him uh, five theological questions, and then it wouldn't be a uh, Theology for You event if we didn't ask some fun questions as well. So he was gracious enough to answer not only the theological questions, but he answered the fun questions for us as well. So I'm looking forward to sharing that. 
with you this week. I uh, I love the the writings of Doctor Frame. He's challenged me a lot. A lot of what you hear on uh, theology for you, um, uh, in uh, the the thinking behind theology for you started with reading his book Salvation Belongs to the Lord, and just making theology understandable for the the everyday person, not the scholar, not the academic, and not necessarily the pastor, but just for the guy who goes to work every day, who's a Christian, and wants to understand the Bible more. And um, a lot of that came from Dr. Frame's book, Salvation Belongs uh, to the Lord. I think you'll enjoy his writings. Uh, if you um, have a smartphone, you can download the Reformed Theological Seminary app, and they have some of his lectures. I've been listening through uh, his apologetics lectures, the defense, the defense of the Christian faith. Another reason I didn't put this in here, I can't believe I forgot to put it on the notes, but a, a great reason to read Dr. Frame is because he is so well-rounded. He's able to talk about um, philosophy and theology at the same time because he looks at the Bible as giving us a worldview. We need to have a biblical worldview, and everything that we think through comes through that biblical worldview. So when he interacts with uh, different philosophies, atheism, uh, humanism, things like that, he's interacting with it from a, a biblical standpoint. So he's going to bring biblical truth to bear on it. And uh, he just does such a wonderful job with that. And um, But once again, he does it in a way because we hear philosophy and it's like, oh man, I can't, no way, getting away from that guy. But he does it in such a way that he breaks down these tough subjects so that we can understand them. And it's a, it's a really great. Um, another reason I love Dr. Frame is he's committed to the church. A theologian that's not committed to the church really isn't worth reading or interacting with. Um, he's committed to the church. He's an ordained minister in the Presbyterian Church. Uh, he trains future pastors at Reformed Theological Seminary. So, uh, and he, 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 loves, he loves God. Uh, he has an obvious passion uh, for for God, and uh, you can see his love for God in his writings, and how he spurs those on who are reading uh, to love God as well. So I'm looking forward to the blog post that we have from Doctor Frame. It's not a very long one, and that's okay. We didn't want to go too uh, too crazy with the questions. I'm very grateful for Doctor Frame to Doctor Frame for uh, answering the questions, and that'll be our first theologian that we meet here on theology for you so i hope you enjoy it well this is it we're done <laughs> done for this episode so hey if you have any tips or suggestions on building a theological library um comment put it on facebook uh on our uh, blog or the website we'd love to hear those if you have a theologian that you'd like to meet please leave it in a comment and we'll we'll work on uh, contacting them and see what we can do. So I um, hope you guys have a great week. I'm looking forward to our episode uh, next time with Victoria as we look through um, some marriage issues and what theological subjects we can uh, study and look at um, to uh, under understand these problems and how we can work on glorifying God in our marriages, even through problems. So thank you guys for listening. Look forward to next time.